Welcome back to What's in Store, a Follett Higher Education podcast. On this episode, Dr. Joanna Schilling, president of Cypress College, a community college in Cypress, California, chats with Follett Vice President Ashley Singleton. They discuss the Charger Book Pass program, which integrates an equitable access program into a campus-wide student affordability initiative. Equitable Access provides all students with assigned course materials, academic supplies, and computers. Listen in to learn more about Cypress College, which is seeing a 7% boost in enrollment this semester, and how their Charger Book Pass program supports students across the academic journey. My name is Ashley Singleton, and I am the Vice President of Access Growth at Follett Higher Education. Dr. Schilling has been president at Cypress College since 2017. Under her leadership, Cypress College was ranked as the number one community college in California in 2018 and 2020 by Niche.com and was named a national top 150 community college by the Aspen Institute in 2022. Dr. Schilling has long advocated for student basic needs, serving on the statewide Affordability Housing and Food Task Force, and has been a longtime advocate for lowering the cost of textbooks, housing, and transportation for college students in order to increase student success. Hello, Dr. Schilling. I'm so excited to talk to you about the Charger Book Pass program. Would you like to give us just a little overview of that program as we begin to discuss? Yes. Hello, Ashley, and thank you very much for including me today. So the book pass, this is brand new at Cypress College, but we've been working with you and Follett for probably about six months now, and now it's here. And I can definitely tell you that our students are very excited about this. It has absolutely driven our students into the bookstore as well as getting their books early. The book pass is part of a larger basic needs focus that we have been emphasizing at the college, which we call our Cypress All Access Passport Program. And what that includes is the Charger Book Pass, which is a $100 flat fee for all of their books and materials for all of their classes, not just per class, but a flat fee of $100 with Follette. It also includes our Charger Food Pass, which is a $12 voucher that they get each and every day to purchase food from our Charger Cafe. And it also includes our Charger Bus Pass, which is a collaboration that we formed several years ago with the Orange County Transit Authority, OCTA. Uh, students for their $2.50 ID are able to get a full semester 24 seven bus pass anywhere that OCTA travels. So these are the kinds of partnerships that we feel are going to be essential for our students, both to make college affordable and to help them complete college more quickly. We have a very diverse community and over 60% of our students are receiving some kind of financial aid or financial support. Over 70% of our students are first-generation college students, which means that they're the first in their family to attend college. And the majority are seeking either certificates that lead to high paying careers or planning to transfer to a four year college. At Cyprus, actually, we have 
49% of our courses are in the career technical fields. So the either health sciences or technical fields that allow for students to get uh, certificates or degrees in these um, areas and go to work immediately. And they do very well. We have very highly ranked career and technical programs uh, at the college. So students are looking to both transfer and improve their lives through education, but also it's all about making sure they get jobs and jobs that are supporting them in a living wage. Orange County is a very costly area of the country, one of the highest in the country. So anything that we can do to reduce the costs for living, for transportation, for books, because we all know the community colleges in California, the tuition is fairly low compared to other colleges, but all of the other things that go to uh, to support a college student are very expensive. So that has really been our focus the last few years. We are looking to support the whole student and the entire goal, which this equitable access fits into, is to reduce the costs for students so they don't have to work as many hours. Most of our students are only going part-time and have to work. We believe that this is going to accelerate completion rates and also get students to their goals much, much faster. So we're just thrilled to be able to add this equitable access program to our all-access passport. I really love that the Charger Book Pass and the Equitable Access Program has really become a part of a much larger program at Cypress College. You mentioned supporting the whole student as a key goal, and I think that's really important. Um, Can you talk a little bit about what the journey looked like as you were making the decision to consider an equitable access model and where that started? Yes. So we have been focused on developing zero cost textbooks for quite a while. I personally have been involved in that movement since before I came to Cyprus when I was working at another community college and was um, overseeing their academic functions. I had a heavy focus on developing OER materials. The challenge though for faculty, and, and I say this really understanding that Many and most faculty would love to be lowering the cost of their books and offering open educational resources, but it's a true time commitment in a way that most of our instructors, they got into this to teach and they're great teachers. They didn't get into this to develop content. So that is one of the challenges that we have. So we have not given up on zero cost textbooks and we are supporting our faculty to develop zero cost textbooks, but it goes hand in hand with lowering textbook costs. So what really interested me about equitable access is I took a look at the cost of books at Cyprus and the cost of the books that were being adopted by our faculty. And we had over 1300 titles that cost more than $100 per book. And many were over 200 or 300. And some of these were discipline specific. So we know that a lot of the textbooks are very costly in the health sciences and other areas, but it didn't really account for just regular textbooks and the costs that students had to pay. We had a very interesting presentation by our librarians who talked about the numbers of students who were coming in 
to the reference desk the last three weeks of school, that this was a common experience, that students clearly had gone without buying a book the entire semester. And now the last three weeks of the semester, they were panicking and trying to cram all that information into the last three weeks and do this the entire semester until the very end without a textbook. That piece of information is extremely alarming and upsetting to me to hear. It's not surprising, but it is a problem because if students are going a whole semester, sitting in their classes, trying to do well without a book or borrowing a book or sharing a book, they're not ready for that class. And it isn't for lack of effort, it's for the fact that it's just unaffordable. We also looked at the success rates for students, looking at it side by side with the cost of textbooks that the students were um, having to order. In and there is a correlation between the number of students who drop a course in a class that has very high textbooks. We can't say with absolute certainty that's the only reason, but it does definitely catch your attention. So as we looked at that, we shared this with our faculty. And we started having the conversations of how we can do this. Many of our faculty really want to develop those low-cost textbooks, but other faculty uh, understand that if we can just provide some assistance for students, then we can be doing this kind of development in tandem. I love what you said about the uh, library really seeing those students come in. We often say that we see students come in the day or the week before midterms, and they've tried to make it through the semester without their materials and realizing before that big midterm test that they just can't do it. You mentioned two things in there that I think is really important to add to this conversation. One of those is that equitable access programs don't preclude open educational resources, or zero textbook cost programs. We talked about that as we were building this program and building support for the program at Cypress College. And the more open educational resource, whether low cost or completely free, they can help lower the cost of the overall program in future years. And that's a really exciting part of these programs that they can work in tandem. You mentioned that students can enroll in one course, they can enroll in certification courses, or they may be transferring to four-year colleges and universities. But for those students that maybe are enrolled in one course or two courses that have no required materials, they will have the opportunity to opt out of the equitable access program. It's completely up to them. So how important was that capability to you, to Cypress College, to the faculty, and to the students as you talked about this program? That was a, a key point of this, that students can choose. They do not have to be enrolled in this program. Students are automatically enrolled upon their uh, enrollment in the class. We are not charging students anything until after the ad drop period. So they get the first full two weeks of having their books 
And if they're changing classes, dropping a class, adding a class, that's all factored in. So we've tried to make it really simple for students. But the opt out feature is very important. We're heavily promoting it, not encouraging it, but promoting it if it doesn't make sense for a student. If a student does have all of their classes that are um, zero cost textbooks, then there's no reason for them to pay anything at all. And But for those students who even just have one of those textbooks out of the 1300 that costs more than $100, it makes sense for them to stay enrolled in the program. Absolutely. We'll be right back. How did you bring everyone in to the conversation to make equitable access a reality? You mentioned we've been working on this for about six months. I believe our first conversation just talking about the program possibility was in October of last year. And there were a lot of discussions, presentations, question and answer over the course of those months with both faculty, students, and administrators. Can you just talk a little bit about how you started that endeavor to make sure you had the support and buy-in at Cypress College? Yeah. So we looked at the data, as I had mentioned previously, and shared that data of really what students were paying for their textbooks, which always is an eye-opener and a bit of a horror. So that was this, that was number one. Number two, we wanted to make sure that this would in no way force a student into a decision that they were not comfortable making. Our faculty were very concerned, again, about the zero-cost textbook, that this would negate the efforts to continue to make progress on developing uh, zero-cost textbooks. We have reassured them, and we are continuing to reassure them by providing incentives uh, for them to develop zero-cost textbooks, because as you mentioned, the better, the more zero-cost textbooks we have at the college, the lower that per unit price will be. Um, The other thing that I think that was important is talking about that none of the faculty had to change the books that they already were adopting. That was a really key feature that nobody had to, everybody had to agree on the same textbook per class or do anything that they weren't already doing. And so that has made it a lot easier for us. The other discussion that we had with students, of course, and also with faculty is the the stress of having so many different venues for purchasing books. And I will be honest, our faculty were concerned that this was funneling all of the revenue and the purchasing power into one entity. But we really wanted to talk about the the challenges when well-meaning professors share all the different places you can buy your books. So you may be in four classes and you may have 12 books that you have to buy for those four classes. And you may be spending a lot of time looking for the best price, which is taking up and eating up time in purchasing those books. So that is what we're trying to address with this. And all of these conversations and asking and answering questions from faculty who want the best for their students and they want the best for the college. These were all really important conversations for people to feel comfortable about at least trying it. This is a pilot this year. We will be gathering a lot of information. And that was another key piece that faculty really wanted to have data. And we appreciate Follett 
offering to share a data dashboard with us so we can see our students doing better, our students getting their books more quickly. Does that increase student success? These are all questions that we think we have the answers to, but we this will really give us data to be able to assess and analyze whether those assumptions are true. Yeah, one of the things that we hear across the country, and not just with FOLIT equitable access programs and inclusive access programs, but with other partners that are delivering these programs as well, is that there is an element of convenience and lowering stress, as you mentioned, around getting those materials or paying for those materials But we often forget it's also reducing the stress of trying to do without those materials. Really, they're just trying to cut costs wherever they can at the expense of their mental well-being or sometimes at the expense of their success in the class. You've talked about hoping to see that students either take more units or maybe there's a reduction in drop rates. As you look at all of the data that we are going to continue to collect and analyze and and measure together, what does success look like? Yeah, that's a great question. So success at the beginning certainly looks like full classes, people coming to Cypress College because we have rolled out that red carpet for them to say, we care about you. We want you here. We have support for you. It's back to that whole student again. This is all a complex web, right? It isn't just one thing that you do. It's the environment that you create and the climate you create about caring. So that's number one for us at Cypress College. So seeing students come to our college, and we are really happy right now, we're up 7% for the semester. And that's, that is something that has been a challenge since COVID. We were up slightly last year, but we lost a lot of students during COVID. So building our enrollment back and reaching out to our students and letting them know that college really is for them is really an important goal of ours. So the initial success is seeing our classes full and students on our campus. That's great. As we go along, success will be in analyzing whether this helps in retention, helping students to stay in classes. As I mentioned before, there is a correlation between classes that have very high costs attached to them and attrition rates. And we're making that assumption that this probably has to do with the cost of being in that class. We also want to know if students having their textbooks right from the beginning of the semester improves their success in that class. That is the most critical question that we can ask. And that is the thing that we most hope that we're going to see, that having your books and removing that stress that you um, so elegantly mentioned in the whole, where do I get my books? Can I get my books? What do I do with my books? by just making it super simple. And most of our students, they have their uh, textbooks loaded right into their Canvas shell. So it's very easy to access. Now we're 10 days into the semester. We had lots of questions at first, but I think we're over some of the, of how do I get this and what do I do? And students are really smart. They're gonna figure it out. So we really anticipate for our winter session and our spring session, this is gonna be just second nature for everybody uh, to know how to do this. So all of those things that you mentioned, completion rates, 
getting students to take more classes so therefore they can complete faster, holding on to the students so they are willing to stay in their class, they don't drop it because they just don't feel they can afford to stay in school, and doing uh, better because they have their textbooks. All of those would be huge wins for us and most especially for our students. Just from hearing you talk about the whys and the hows of this program, it's clear that the mission behind equitable access is very much a part of the fabric of what you're doing for students at Cypress College. But can you share for a minute just what maybe inspired you most during this process or what are you most excited about going forward? I think I mentioned to you that I've been involved in the OER movement for quite a few years and have seen lots of starts and stops and challenges and learned so much about how difficult it is to fully develop all the materials for classes. But still, the main goal is in lowering costs for students. And so for sure, the most exciting thing for me is seen that we might be able to do something for students in lowering textbook costs. This is really the first time that we've been had a collective program that really addresses textbook affordability. So that's very exciting. And rolling it into the Cyprus All Access um, Passport, which really does address so many things. We I served for three years on the statewide affordability housing and food access task force. And this was to this was pre-COVID, when we were really starting to focus on student basic needs. And so at that time, most student, most colleges were developing food pantries because we were realizing a lot of our students are food insecure. But that has since expanded to looking at housing costs. And, the, and of course, that's a very important issue here in an expensive area such as Orange County uh, in Southern California. Um, but Sometimes the forgotten pieces are, again, the cost of textbooks. Um, initial analysis when I first started looking at the cost of textbooks is that for tuition, students pay about 13. If they're taking a full uh, compendium of classes full time for a year, their cost for tuition in California is about $1,300. But their books are an average of sixteen dollars to $1,800 for that, those same classes. So we talk a lot about the affordability of tuition and we also have a free tuition program for students who take uh, full time, but we're not talking about, it's more than that for them to actually buy their books. So I'm very excited that finally we have a pathway to help lower textbook costs in tandem with developing OER materials. And I think that this is a great um, way for us to move forward and for students. They've known for a long time how much our textbooks have cost, but I don't think that's been fully um, digested by our campuses. We are very excited to see how this program really resonates on your campus and excited to look at the data. I can't wait to see how the first semester goes when we look at the data and really appreciate your time today. Thank you. And I can't wait to see as well. So I hope we can do this again so we can share all the good news. Thank you to Dr. Schilling for your time and for the outstanding work to support student success at Cypress College. Best of luck with the launch. And to our listeners, thanks as always for tuning in. Until next time.